Cardinals Corner from Arizona Sports. Cardinals Corner from Arizona Sports with Tyler Drake and Lauren Koval. Not even a pair of weather delays and a playoff caliber Pittsburgh Steelers team could hold down the Arizona Cardinals today. What's going on, everybody? Tyler Drake and Lauren Koval here for another edition of Cardinals Corner. After a big Cardinals win, 24-10 over the Steelers in Week 13, it was a complete game, for sure. Offense, defense, a lot of good in this one, and a lot of eyebrows perked up because I don't think a lot of us expected this outcome. I didn't expect it before the game started. If I had to place a bet, I actually would have said that the Steelers were going to beat the Cardinals. They're a playoff caliber team, as you said, mm-hmm. and they're at home. They're yeah. at Pittsburgh, which is one of the more sort of dominating fan environments in the NFL. Yep. And it was the return of James Conner to Pittsburgh. Yes, it was. And also in that, the weather delay, you have that extra factor of this is Steel City weather right here. And they went in there, they didn't lose their rhythm, and really got even more rhythm as the game went on. After that second delay, it was like, nope, this is a Cardinals game now. Like That was huge, huge, huge turnaround for this team. And I think that the weather delays, I won't say helped the Cardinals, but when they occurred, the Cardinals had the momentum. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, we have to go sit in the locker room now and be pensive and how are we going to improve and what are we going to do to, you know, come back in this game? That wasn't the scenario they were in. They could sit back and go, okay, here's what we've done well. Here's maybe where we need to improve a little bit. And coming back, as you said, from that second weather delay, it really felt like the Cardinals were in control in a way that the Steelers could not change. And they're in control in a way that I don't think we've really seen outside of the first half of that Giants game and the Dallas game. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, there were a few outstanding factors coming back from the second weather delay. Kenny Pickett goes down. Mitch Trubisky comes in. Yep. But it was a complete game from this Cardinals offense and defense that I would say we haven't really seen this season even in the Cowboys game because Kyler Murray didn't play in that game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was a completely different game just on that factor alone. You're completely right. And like you said, James Conner's return and boy, did he return. That was a heck of a game from James Conner. Got back into that bell cow role that I don't know why they went away from it last week. I know everybody, the score got out of hand, but it didn't get out of hand that fast. So Connor today, 25 carries, 105 yards, two touchdowns on the day, average 4.2 yards a carry. He had a long of 29. That's what you need to get out of Connor. That's that's a Connor game for sure. Hats off to him for going back home, putting his emotions, you know, backseat and really running the rock. I think he, he got chirped out a little bit early on. And after that, I felt like he was like, yep, this is game over now. That was that was a big, big, big game from Connor today. He talked earlier this week about how important the city of Pittsburgh is to him, having pl- grown up in the city, then gone to Pitt for college mm-hmm. and played for the Steelers. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of emotion coming back there, and I think that that emotion fueled this spectacular game that we saw from James Conner today in a fashion that we haven't seen so far this season, that sort of dominating power back role that Mm -hmm. I think all Cardinals fans have kind of been screaming for this season is why can't we do that? 
Why can't we get him back to the form that we're used to seeing him in and that we want him to be in, not only to supplement Kyler and help him get better, but also because, you know, James Conner is a great running back. And today he proved that he is. Yeah. So he passed the 20. I mean, yeah, this was the most carries he's had all season, 25. uh, One yard less than his season high, which he had against the Giants. But two touchdowns, that's the most he's had in the game so far this year. And yeah, it's a huge story for Connor just because, you know, residing as a Pennsylvania native, going to Pitt, going battling through injury, going into the draft, having the cancer diagnosis thrown on top, then to have the Steelers pick him, I mean, just to draft him. He, he made it known how much he loves just everybody from the city, the fans, everything, how much he appreciates and respects the organization. So... I think it was a perfect, almost like a full circle moment for Connor of just like, yeah, I'm back home. I've got different threads on now. He even talked about how he felt like he needed to almost like bet on himself and leave Pittsburgh to try to make a career for himself in the NFL, which I think listening to it sounds weird just because Connor seems like a guy who that's an NFL running back. But even for him to say after the four years at Pittsburgh, he's like, you know, I need to really make sure I can carve a rollout for myself in the NFL. And he goes and bets on himself, signs a one year deal with the Cardinals gets you know they re-up with them comes back in does what he's doing now I mean he is a leader he does a lot more off the field than I think a lot of people think of just keeping guys together I mean he's even talking with offensive linemen and and making sure they're in in lockstep together so really big day for Connor shout out to him for doing what he does I mean just a ground and pound and that's exactly what they needed they needed somebody to match the level of intensity that the Steelers were going to bring. Because we know what the Steelers bring. Mike Tomlin is probably the most consistent head coach. That franchise is probably one of the most consistent franchises in recent memory. They haven't had they haven't been under five hundred, I think, since Tomlin has taken over. Sixteen seasons, Wild. I believe. Yeah. And that is I mean, people always talk about Super Bowls. I mean, you can be that consistent. Oh. And obviously you gotta get to the big game and win it, but that that is a very underrated stat that I think people should realize is, I mean, that's that's success right there. And that's a defense that going into this game we knew was a powerhouse. I mean, they have T.J. Watt. Where was T.J. Watt this game? Mm. I mean, I know he hobbled off. Yeah, he got hurt a little bit. He got hurt a little bit. Um, but the run game at the beginning wasn't as dominant as nope. it could have been, but it really opened itself up and it opened itself up for Connor to thrive. And I think that this was an important game for Connor to do that, not only because it was a homecoming, but because we're now heading into the bye week. Yes. And now you can bank on that momentum. Mm-hmm. You showed what you can do. You know you can do it. Like even as a player, just getting yourself in that right mental yeah. headspace. I feel like Connor did that this week. So now coming out of the bye week, we can really. I hope we see that same James Conner. Yeah, exactly. And just for reference, last game, six carries, 27 yards. I mean, just a complete flip of the head right there. And that's great. But you want to know what? Not only did the run game open up more with Conner, so did the passing game. Because of Conner, I would say. Run game was solid. Open up the door for Trey McBride to have another game. Not to be your stereotypical sports fan here, but they always say you get your run game set, then you can Mm -hmm. open up your passing game. Mm -hmm. And that is exactly what happened today. I almost feel like it happened in the reverse, actually watching the game. Like they got the passing game established early and that opened up the run game. But by the time the run game was open, it was really kind of a free for all for Kyler Murray, especially to his new favorite target, Mm -hmm. Trey McBride. And it's 
very clear that that's his new favorite target. Let's just take a look at this target stat sheet right here. Trey McBride, 8 for 9. The next, the only other person that had more than two, Greg Dortch. Caught 1 for 19. Three targets. I think what proves that targeting stat even more than actually seeing the numbers on the page is that Trey McBride touchdown that got called back mm-hmm. in the end zone. Oh, yeah. That upon replay, I thought was a touchdown when they reversed it. I was a little surprised. But directly after that play, where right they come right back to him, yep. right back to him at the goal line, and they get the touchdown, and it's like, oh, nothing happened. We're not going to worry about the fact that that touchdown just got called back. We're going to go exactly the same target who's double teamed. At the goal yeah, line. And just let him do it. And we'll let him handle it. And he did. Yeah. I that Looking at it now, it's it's funny because his incompletion was the touchdown. That was the one he dropped. That that was the quote-unquote drop. I hadn't put that together just, when you had read yeah, that target sheet. I just realized, that, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm just putting it together. But, I mean, he had two knee, he had a knee down, a couple feet in, elbow down. It looked like he made the catch. That's not for me to decide, but it looked like he made the catch. That had some serious, like, Des Bryant kind of flashback. Made the football-like move, everybody's least Mm, favorite term in the NFL. Yes, but yeah, I mean, eight catches, 89 yards, one touchdown. I think everybody keeps saying, like, oh, this is his breakout game. No, this, he's, I don't, I think we're beyond the breakout part of Trey McBride at this point. Like, this is, this needs to be, this is almost like a given. It almost seems like this should happen every week. This is... What I expected Hollywood would be to Kyler's return, that's what I thought he'd that would be his favorite target. Oh, yeah. Hollywood is faded. He's taking a back seat in this offense. And he had a heel issue today. And he had a heel issue, a heel issue that has been plaguing him, it seems, for the last few games. Yeah, exactly. When we talked about JG, talked to JG about it, he said it was more precautionary, but it seems like that's a little more than precautionary at this point. I'd agree. And I also agree with you about the Trey McBride. You can't say it's a breakout game anymore. I think you have to say he's broken out. He cemented himself. Now he's Kyler's favorite target. And now he is the tight end, the wide receiver, the passing target of the future of the Arizona Cardinals. He is tight end one. Exactly. There is no no question there anymore. Especially after this week where veteran tight end Zach Ertz and the Cardinals mutually parted ways. He was waived, so still waiting to see where he gets picked up. Went through uh, waiver claim, went through claims, so just a matter of where he's going to sign. I, I think right away everybody said Eagles. Ravens is another one. Obviously Chiefs. That would be a crazy duo with him and Kelsey, but we'll have to see with that. But yeah, that just, a further, that just further shows how much they trust in Trey McBride. Because if we're going to be honest, and this is not a dig at anybody, Jeff Swaim's more of a blocking tight end. We're, you're not going to see him blow the doors off, almost like like Max Williams before he started catching balls. That that's kind of what Jeff Swaim is. Elijah Higgins, pretty raw. He looks like he could be a big playmaker if he keeps growing. But I mean, that tight ends room, Blake Whitehart, healthy scratch. It just it's it's Trey's Trey's room, and then everybody else. It's clear. I talked to Ben Steele, the tight ends coach. I think two weeks ago now, and he said, without a question, Trey McBride can be a complete tight end. The way he's impressing in his blocking, and they're talking more about the blocking than pass catching. I think they all knew he could be a pass catcher like that. Now they're talking about how good he is as a blocker, and we've talked about it before. You can see it wide open. He's setting these guys up to score or give them another 5-10 yards. So he's doing everything they're asking of him. He seems so locked in and bought in. You can tell in the locker room his confidence is up. 
just everything about the dude is every single thing I think the previous regime saw and then the new regime also saw just from the tape and can, and it, and he's taking what they want him to take those next steps. He's actually, I think, making leaps and bounds. I think he's really shocking this regime, this new regime. He's becoming the player that I'm not sure we thought he would be this season for the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. We thought he'd be good, but not... Take a step forward. Exactly. But you still got Ertz there. You still got... I mean, it's like we talked about Hollywood. We thought that connection would have been instant back with Kyler. So, yeah, like you said, yeah, exactly. With your time down at the Cardinals over the season, did the Ertz new shock you as well? Mm, the way it came out did. Okay. With J.J. breaking it. J.J. Watt broke it. Um... I think for me, I saw this coming. It just seemed like it was written on the wall, maybe in the off season. I didn't expect. I thought he'd finish out here, but again, you got to give credit to Monty and and also just with all the reporting and everything about games checks and the agreement of not taking the other game check and stuff like that. I think there it's going to work out well for both sides. I think Zach was ready to to move forward. You know, it, it was interesting too, because I walked out of the locker room and actually saw her talking with a couple guys, not thinking anything about it. And yeah, then a little bit later, it's like, oh yeah, he's just, was, whoa, whoa. So <laughs> wonder what that conversation was about. <laughs> his, seriously, his formal goodbyes to everybody, I guess. I know he came out and said that he wants to go to a contender. Yeah. And that's part of the reason that he's leaving the Cardinals. Yep. Um, it'll be interesting to see where he ends up, but I don't think there's any ill feelings Cardinals fans have towards Zach Ertz at all and now we can look towards the future with Trey McBride. I think for Cardinals fans this is exactly what you want to happen because like you said no ill feelings because Zach wasn't wasn't moving the needle for this team anymore. I mean obviously just his name alone starts got that stardom type of name Zach Ertz we've known about him for years he's done it for years but this year just seemed like it was I know obviously he's coming off the, the ACL just didn't look the same and it was ready for somebody needed to come in and take it over and shout out to Monty for getting done how he did it you move forward you give Trey all that confidence now and you that's just going to blossom into even more next season huge yeah and you know and like I said it'll be interesting to see where Zach Ertz ends up but I don't look back at his time and go he did anything stellar for the Cardinals he was a nice leader in the locker room um earlier on or a few seasons earlier for them not exactly which is something that a young team based around a young quarterback in Kyler Murray at that time Mm -hmm. I sort of felt like needed but now he's served his purpose and now he can move on yeah yeah and before we take any more go anywhere else I've got to give a shout out to uh my buddy Ryan Cockerton who earlier in the season before you joined the show we did a you know mailbag type show he was the one who said, or predictions, and he said, Trey McBride's a top five tight end this year. I think he's like top 10 right now. Wow. Somebody bought in early. Early. And, I t- and he, w- he made sure to hit me up about it, I think, two weeks ago. And I, and I told him, I'm like, if it, if it keeps going, I will make sure you get credit because we laughed him out the building. And it's only and it's and it's only improved since two yeah. weeks ago. I mean, he's only been growing and looking better since then. Yep. But you know, he had the gut feeling. He didn't pick him up in fantasy though. Oh, so does it I really did. matter? Oh. <laughs> so shout out to Ryan for figuring it out more than I did. No, fair <laughs> I enough. I told you I'd give you your flowers, buddy. So there you go. So yeah, Trey McBride killed it. 
But we also got to talk about the guy who threw him the football in Kyler Murray. He was 13 for 23, 56.5% passing for 145 yards and a touchdown. He was sacked twice for 13 yards. Honestly, given the conditions and everything, it wasn't a stellar, like, oh my gosh, game from Kyler, but he did what they needed to do in the offense that they were running. And he didn't give the ball away. And that was big. Obviously, 24 to 10, that's pretty big, pretty big difference but I think he did all the right things without getting too far out of what they want to do offensively I would agree I feel like as a Cardinals fan we sort of all sit down and watch Kyler Murray each week and grade him Mm -hmm. we're like is he the quarterback of our future is he not this game is not going to move the needle for me in any way no he did exactly what was asked of him he won them the game but he didn't win it by spectacular plays and looking great and he didn't turn the ball over he didn't have reckless fumbles he didn't hold the ball too long Mm -hmm. behind the line that's I'm not going to say an improvement but that's also not something that dissuades me he's very much in the middle for this game yeah Yep, and one thing that stands out after he got one carry last week, and we all know those stats when he doesn't rush for at least like eight or nine times, that it, they usually don't win. Uh, today, nine carries, 20 yards, obviously no touchdown, nothing like that, 2.2 average, so not really great, but provided an extra kind of look for the defense. I do got to say, Michael Carter deserves a shout-out because he had four carries, 25 yards, with a long of 19. I thought he filled in great for Amari DeMercado, who went out with a concut or was evaluated for a concussion, ended up having a neck injury as well. He actually didn't have a concussion, but is dealing with the neck injury, so we'll have to see with that. Uh, and like we said, Hollywood Brown had the heel, and he only had three targets on the day, no catches. But yeah, Kyler Murray, I think exactly how you said it, it's just, it, it was almost like game manager today. And that's fine. Sometimes that's what it's going to take. And for a team that wants to run the rock like the Cardinals, maybe that's what you need. And if the Cardinals had lost this game... I would be singing a completely different tune about Kyler Murray. I'd be saying, you know, this isn't the guy that we need for the future. This is, even yeah. though he he can't manage a game, he can't get out there and get the W. I understand that there were outstanding circumstances. Kenny Pickett going down. Maybe he wasn't challenged as much by the Steelers as we imagined he would be. But he still did what you needed him to do. You can't go out there and slam him for this game. Mm-hmm. He It's... Like I said, very down the middle. Um, but in general, I like what I saw from him. I like the fact that he's running the ball more, even if he isn't picking up great yardage. I yep. that's we he's a know threat. exactly. We know he's a dynamic quarterback in terms of throwing the ball and rushing the ball. If anything, I tend to think he's a little bit more dynamic in his rushing. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to see him lean into that a little bit more. And also the coaching staff designed a few more QB runs for him this game that were obvious. And I really like to see him escape the pocket, get outside and see what he could do there. Yeah, exactly. And like Kyler mentioned this week when he was talking to us on Wednesday, one of the big things he wanted to improve on was red zone efficiency. Three for three today. That's that's all you can ask for. That's solid. Uh, Gold to go. Two for two. Third down even. Ten for 17. That's not bad. No. That's fine. Double digits converting, that's great. I'm fine with that. You know what wasn't fine? Was Steelers 4 for 11 for 36%. And that leads me to the defense. Because the Cardinals defense, I, I, I was a little worried coming out of the gates. Steelers felt like they were getting chunks of yards every rushing play. 
but then that first rain delay, it almost seems like I and I'm not gonna put it all on the rain delay, but it seemed like that was kind of the turning point of this defense stepping up and taking that next step and really coming into their own. And yeah, Pickett obviously going down impacts Steelers offense isn't the greatest. We already knew that coming into the game. But for a Cardinals defense, that's what you have to do. You have to show this kind of game in the circumstances you've got, wet conditions, backup quarterback, like if this was a close game, we probably aren't talking. We're probably saying the defense needs to do some things because this is rough. But I mean, they did exactly what they needed to do. It's just almost like what we said with the offense. They just everybody filled in, did what they needed to do, got out with the win. Fundamentals were there, technique was there. Everything that was missing last week was figured out. Exactly. And the Cardinals have had 12 different starting defensive lineups so far this season, and it's week 13, which means there's defensive only defensive lineups. Defensive. Oh. Defensive lineups. Oh. And I got worried that first drive because George Pickens had a 38-yard catch. And I went, oh, okay, they're airing it out. We know that they can. We know they've got the Cardinals are playing a lot of rookie corners back there. Okay, it was on Jalen Thompson. That's why I got worried. Yeah. And yeah. I went, uh-oh, Jalen needs to kind of be the leader back there with Buddha. Yep. And I... and. Those fears were erased. Yeah, Jalen Jalen's putting together Jalen's putting together. I would say a Pro Bowl campaign. He's playing really well. I, I think he could he can make a shot to get in there. He had seven tackles today. He's been. I mean, we talked to Patrick Tony, the DBs coach, and he spoke volumes of him about how he's just the guy. Like he's just steady Eddie. I mean, really, like you know what you're going to get from JT and Buddha. Nothing against Buddha, but it just seems like Thompson is really really taking another step and I didn't really think he had many more steps to take so shout out to him obviously Josh Woods deserves a ton of credit 11 tackles on the day he led the team taking over for Kaiser White uh, former starting Mike Backer who's down for the rest of the year with a torn bicep I think last week was a little rough but I think this week he really settled in and helped get that defense set Uh, Chris Barnes who was alongside him a lot of the day had four tackles and yeah I mean and I think Keetrell Clark deserves another shout out too because the dude went from non-factor to now he's back starting got to talk to him this past week he was grateful to get benched he told me like quoted grateful that's the type of mentality you need that's the and that leads me to like the football character they were preaching in the offseason that's right there that's the kind of wake-up call it seems that Keetrell Clark needed Mm -hmm. to get to where he could be and where he was even, I would say, the beginning of the season when the Cardinals had such high expectations for him. You did in that list name the sort of unsung hero of the defense today for me, which was Josh Woods. Mm -hmm. He kind of stepped into that Kaiser White-like role, Mm -hmm. which is this powerhouse guy who sort of looks like he can lead the defense in an interesting and motivational way. And the stats back that up. It was nice to see him shout it out, get a little bit of credit today for what he's been doing. This has been, I would say, his best game so far this season. Mm -hmm. Um, But that was exciting to see that somebody, I felt like somebody needed to step into that Kaiser White role, and he so far has. Yeah, yeah. I think that's another shout out just to the personnel in that room in general. I mean, the fact that they have a guy like Josh Woods who can come in, who was really a special teamer, more of a special teamer before this year. I mean, he's come in and really showed a lot of people what he can bring to the table. Uh, Devod Wilson also, he got to start. Not the other Wilson, not Marco. So that, and going back to Keetra Clark, I'm interested to see what Marco, how Marco responds. 
because he's 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 on a train to end up like Keontae Ingram and get cut. He to me is the next guy getting cut from the old regime. You think his train's that bad? Yeah. Okay. It's. I think he make. I think he makes the rest of the season. I think the off season he's gone. Just okay. with just with how far he's fallen from out of the starting lineup, I think he only got a couple special teams reps today. Like it's, there's a clear thing going on. It's like Keonta Ingram. I mean, even before the season, we could see they were trying to get other guys in there to fill that spot. Marlon Mack, he looked like he was the number two guy, and three days later, he tore his Achilles. I mean, it's just Amari DeMarcado, another guy. I just it seemed like they want other people in there, and this is the same type of situation. Devon Wilson. I mean, really picked him up off the street, and he started today. So it's just those things are going to have to be looked at. A couple other games, uh, like there's going to be names that are going to be moved after this year, and it's just what's going to happen. It's a new regime; they want their guys in, and they clearly know what they've got in some of these other guys, and know what they got in the guys that they want to move on from. And it just seems like this is the track that it's leading with with Marco. Especially with the amount of draft capital that the Cardinals have with this new regime, you can start to cultivate the locker room and the team that you want. Mm -hmm. You can now make these kind of adjustments and moves in place. So you're not only playing each week for your spot, you're playing towards the end of the season. It feels like Keytrell Clark and Marco Wilson are going in opposite directions right now. Yep. And I think also this is another thing, too. It's again, these are the new regime's guys. Let's just talk about it how it is. Garrett, Garrett Williams, Keytrail Clark, Starling Thomas. Those were three rookie starters when they were all healthy. Starling obviously got hurt. But talking with Patrick Tony again on Friday, I, I, I asked him straight up. I said, what, what's the challenge with having to get all these guys ready? These are three rookies coming into starting spots. He goes, I wouldn't call it a challenge. I would say it's kind of a positive because it's a clean slate. I get to, like, we can mold the guys how we want to mold them. So I think what it is is they're getting the guys the way that they think the game should be played, and everybody else. If you're not, if you're not taking that next step, like a Trey McBride, who they've even said, like we had to work through some some things to get him to where he is now. From we had to break some habits. Like we're seeing all of this happen. We're seeing all of these rookies take that next step, and it's making it easier for them to be like, yeah, this guy follows exactly what we're doing. Obviously, he's not our guy, and he's probably not doing exactly everything they're asking of him. So it makes it an easy choice. And why wouldn't you, if you know what you're going to get out of these rookies? And I would, I, they're going to be there for a while. Even Starling Thomas, I could, I could see him sticking around. And that's an interesting point about being able to mold these rookies into the kind of player that they want. Because you have someone like Jalen Thompson out there. Mm-hmm. He is a, kind of a perfect example of who the Cardinals can sort of mold a guy and play with him and work him into. 2019 supplemental draft pick. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You can work him into what you want. Now he's out there, and as you said, putting together a Pro Bowl caliber season, and you have that kind of guy who can also help mold these rookies and sort of, you can go, hey, you want to be our, you know, starting out there on the field for us? Look at Jalen. Mm-hmm. Look at what we did with him. You you he can be the next Jalen. draft pick. I remember the day that he showed up to training camp. I was still like on and off covering the Cardinals, and that was he came to camp the day that I was there. I actually got to interview him, like his first interview as a Cardinal. It was it was just a wild, just to see where he is now. Like it was almost like, oh, what supplemental draft guy? Like what? Where is he going to make a make a name? And wow, just you got to. I mean, Steve Kime takes a lot of flack. That was got to give him credit for that one. And Buddha, Trey. Oh, and Trey. Mm-hmm. Yes. There yes. we go. The, that's the end of the list. It's a short list. Kyler? To be decided? Yeah. Undetermined. T- 
TBD. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And still sticking with the defense. Got to give a shout out. I think BJ Ojolari, he's not getting the sacks. He's not racking them up on the stat sheet. But man, he's got a lot of pressures. He's got a lot of speed. He's impacting things. Dante Stills got a fumble recovery today. He's all over the ball. It just seems like whenever the ball's on the ground or wherever the ball is, one of these guys, one of these rookies is somewhere near it. Then you got Gardeck. He didn't have any tackles today. He had two passes defense, though. So they put him out in coverage, and he did his job. So underrated stat, I think, for me of the day would be that one because he was he was flying all over, too, and, and obviously the tackles weren't there, but he still made an impact. Outside of that, I, I mean, Buddha had eight tackles. Kevin Strong coming back had five tackles. Devon Wilson, four. Garrett Williams, four. A lot of fours. true Uh, to your point about Stills and his speed he was right in there on the Trubisky sack fumble Mm -hmm. Um, I mean it's a little rough coming in after a weather delay and when the, the announcers of the game today were saying that Trubisky doesn't take a lot of first team snaps, if any at you all. Don't say. Oh my God. The Bears fan in me is just <laughs> screaming. But um he, when he came out there and went out for his sack fumble and stills grabbed that, and he was right on him. Yeah. I mean, it was instantaneous watching it, that line collapse and him go in there and recover that. Another great performance. You mentioned BJ Ojolari, another rookie. Really, really just putting together not as like not a spectacular season where I go, wow, look at what he's done. But a season where I go, wow, look what he can do. Look what he can develop into. And look where he came from. Exactly. He didn't get that. He didn't get the training camp reps. He didn't get like he was working his way back from injury. Didn't get a lot of OTA reps. Didn't get a lot of rookie mini camp reps. Like the guy has. I mean, imagine where he'd be if he did get some of those reps. It'd be crazy. Who's to say? But he's still putting together. Yeah, he's he's still a showing. Yeah, season. he's still made up for that lost time. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's really he's really coming to his own. He just and it's again those these rookies they all have that same type of pedigree of that football character. Like Keytrail Clark wasn't even being looked at. It seemed like. And what did he do? He went in, went to work every day, showed everybody that he can improve on himself. Went back and looked at tape of himself more than he was looking at opponents to. F- fine-tune things and he's back in the starting lineup like that's just the adversity alone of it all is just impressive and it's something that can help him moving forward for sure and the adversity of this team in general i mean different players having to overcome injuries Mm -hmm. kyler bj ojalari you can look around this locker room and say that's a pretty you know knock down cardinals team in Mm -hmm. terms of injuries but they're still going out there and some of these injured guys are putting together Great seasons, rookies included. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And interesting enough, this is going to be the last game for a week. Because guess what's next? The bye week, finally. We've only waited what feels like three fourths of the season for a (laughs) bye week. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) true. Yeah, so as I said, week 14, Cardinals are on a bye. Then they're back against the San Francisco 49ers, I believe. And then it's the Chicago Bears, the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Seattle Seahawks. A 49ers team who just routed the Eagles today. If I can hop in with a 
slightly neg- <laughs> negative note. I'm not going in the direction you think I'm going to okay. go in. I'll I'll start with I that. I heard negative and I figured Chicago Bears something. Well, no. We'll we'll wait. <laughs> we'll we'll hold on to those thoughts until that podcast. If I think the Cardinals have to work on anything during this bye week. Yeah, that's what I was getting right into. Yep. Oh, great. Yep, yep, okay. Yep. Read your mind. They're the most penalized offense in the NFL. Hmm. Yeah, that's that says enough. <laughs> Something's got to change. There. You're shooting yourself in the foot in some of these games. I mean, it didn't matter as much today. No, nope. but they had their down conversions that were taken right back from penalties. I mean, over the Rondell Moore today. touchdown. Yeah, or the Rondell Moore missed catch mm. that went right through his hands. So, and that's the other thing too is like, obviously the game and the weather and everything played a factor, but Kyler connects on those couple passes there's he's he's having a way better game and we're probably having a little bit of a different conversation that's true and I think that's fair um but that would be my number one point that you need to build off in the bye week yeah stop getting so many penalties Kyler and Hollywood if I mean Hollywood might need this bye to heal back up off his heel but I mean they've got to really get together this week and try to figure things out and I'm, I know that you weren't going for the joke with heel I, off your I, heel, I, but mm. I heard it, so I have to bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think I think that's really it, that connection needs to be just refostered almost because it feels like Trey McBride. That's there, but it can't just be Trey McBride. I think can't, that's a, I think that's a great point. It can't be like Trey McBride's going to start getting doubled, I, and obviously he's a matchup nightmare, as Kyler Murray said post game today, but. You got to get other guys involved. You got to. I mean, when Michael Wilson comes back, that's going to be a big plus. Getting Greg Dorch involved, like they just the amount targets shouldn't be that just different. No, and you can't rely on when Michael Wilson comes back because he doesn't have that connection with Kyler. They haven't played many games Mm -hmm. together or practice much, or practice much together at all. So fostering that kind of on-field relationship is definitely going to take some time. I mean, it took Kyler some time with Trey, even Mm -hmm. who's now really putting together this seller season where he's become the number one guy. Kyler can rely on. So I think Hollywood needs to have a reset. He needs to figure out what he's doing, especially in this contract year. Oh, I mean, right now it's not. No, you don't pay him. No. And especially if this, I mean, if the injury lingers, he's that's pretty much writing on the wall, in my opinion. And you also don't want him to play through this injury just because it's a contract year and just mm-hmm. because you want him to put something together. But you also need him to give you a little bit more. Yep, you do. Because, I mean, especially if you're going to have a high draft pick and there's a certain person named Marvin Harrison Jr. waiting there. I'm unfamiliar with his work. Oh, Mm-hmm. I think he's like six foot four. Oh, really brings some height to the team, to the passing game. Mm. Could really do wonders. Did, did he go to a big college? Maybe does I he have so. experience? I think he might know somebody on the team. Oh, maybe a first round pick of hmm. last year, perhaps. Yeah, I think so. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I guess the next question I was going to go with is, what do you think the rest of the way is? What these next four games? What's what's their record? Okay, can you read them off to me again? Niners, Bears, Eagles, Seahawks. Two and two. Yep. I. That's exactly what I think. I think it's. Oh yeah. SF is. FS SF is on a roll. They definitely are. I think after that win, they. I think they're the best team in NFC for sure. Maybe the whole league. 
I don't think that's very controversial. Their record isn't the best in the league. Yeah, the Eagles, the yep. Eagles still have a better record and therefore will have home field in the NFC Championship game. But they're putting together quite mm-hmm. the season. Yes, they are. And uh, yeah, Chicago, I, I think we can both agree that the Cardinals, if they play half as good as they played today, they should beat them handily. They should beat them. <laughs> I, I think the only thing that would hold them back in a game like that would be weather. Which oh, is out of their, true. which is out of their control. It's a Christmas. We saw Eve it today, game. though. That's true. It might be snow. <laughs> the only problem with that is, is it's Christmas Eve, and for some reason, which I do not understand, that game is a afternoon game being played in Chicago, so it will be colder, quicker, mm-hmm. and darker. Mm-hmm. Um, which some of these Cardinals players aren't accustomed to. I mean, the Bears are used to that, but that's another game where you want a Connor-like performance from today Yeah, because you need to be able to establish that run game if there is snow, if there is sleet, and maybe it will be a wonderful Christmas Eve in Chicago, but who's to say? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then Philly on New Year's Eve. Okay, and the next game? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's... Man, yeah. Jonathan Gannon might need to wear a helmet. Yeah. I mean, it, I would love to say that that will be motivation for yeah. Gannon going back there mm-hmm. to that team, mm-hmm. um, though they are not the exact same team that nearly, no. nearly won the Super Bowl yeah. last year. Um, they still look incredible. They're still a great team. Mm-hmm. And Jalen Hurts is as dynamic as Kyler Murray even more so even in more so. in the form of being everything. able to throw everything. everything sure done don't need to say anymore everything yep. i i don't envision that being a close game at all no nope. um nope. so that'll be brutal and then seattle yeah tbd on the time though it's at home though so we know okay. what the weather conditions are going to be there <laughs> 70 and roof closed <laughs> uh, maybe maybe the roof open 55 and roof open I love that. 55 <clears throat> yeah. and roof open. Love that. That's uh NFC West battle. That's going to always probably the last game against the NFC West team always just is a weird game. It is, especially against the Seahawks yep. because they're still the Cardinals. I would say like number one rival. Yes. That's still who, mm-hmm. even if both teams are bad or even if both teams are good, you still hate them. Yeah. You still want to go out there and win and really challenge them. So it's those weird games where like, yeah, the Cardinals might not be the better team, but they could beat the Seahawks because they're at home and they're like, we hate you. Yeah. Let's go out there and put together our best game we've had all year. That wouldn't surprise me either. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's just it. I don't I don't even want to try to give a score prediction for that one. Oh, no. I think two and two in those next four after the bye week. I think that's as much of a prediction you're going to get from me. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, with that, I'll just say, I think we've covered this thing. So again, we've got it as Cardinals win 24 to 10 over the Pittsburgh Steelers. They moved to three and 10 on the year. Steelers moved to seven and five. They still, I believe in the wild card spot. One of those wild card spots, one of like the three wild card spots. So they're definitely there. Still playing for something. Cardinals still playing for, I think just confidence, motivation, showing people that they're on the right track. But we're not going to have a show next week because it's the bye. And just as the Cardinals and coaches, we're going to get a little R&R. We're going to take some much-needed rest, just like Hollywood needs. Yes. Reevaluate yep. and come back bread-eyed and bushy-tailed. We're going to make sure our connection is even better. <laughs> we're we're going to work on that. Yep. 
<laughs> yep, we're gonna we're gonna make sure we come back stronger than ever. So be sure to stick around with us when we come back, and also be sure to keep your eyes on just ArizonaSports.com. We might be having a uh, bye week awards coming out, just so we can kind of look back at the season in a fun way and hand out some hardware to the people that really deserve it. I can probably tell you Trey McBride somewhere in there. He, he's get, he's, he's <laughs> he might getting, have three of them. <laughs> I was gonna say he's getting one of the many awards. I'll tease that. <laughs> But yeah, so be sure to follow Lauren at Colville underscore Lauren. You can follow me at T Drake for Sports. Follow the show at AZ Cards Corner. Man, I'm kind of bummed we don't have football to talk about next week. But at the same time, I'm looking forward to a little bit of break. So just as I will do, and as Lauren does, make sure you get some R&R this week. Make sure you really think about what you want to do for the rest of the season and try to achieve it. And as always, make sure to enjoy football, even if the Cardinals aren't playing. Because we'll see you next time.